You know, um, being, being in an atmosphere like this, it changes things. And a lot of times when I go minister somewhere, I, I have something that I want to say. And then all of a sudden, the Lord just changes things. And I've learned through the years that whatever God is saying, that's what we have to say. Because God's speaking to his church. He's speaking to the people. In these last days, he says, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Whether you understand it or not, he's going to pour his spirit on your life. You may be sitting here this morning and you may just got saved a few days ago. He's going to pour his spirit on you. He's going to bring revelation on your life. And so this morning, I'm going to open up my heart to you. I'm going to say, thus saith the Lord. Because that's what we need to begin to say as people of God. What God is saying and what he is speaking to his church. Because when God speaks, listen to this. When God speaks, things begin to change. Things begin to move. Things begin to happen. He begins to create things that weren't even there. He begins to bring it back. And he begins to put it where you begin to understand everything that God is wanting to do for you and I. So this morning, Pastor Gaios, what we're going to do this morning, we're going to pull on heaven and we're going to stomp on hell. Say that with me. I'm going to pull on heaven, I'm going to pull on heaven, and I'm going to stomp on hell. Karabachata. Pull on heaven and stomp on hell this morning. Because I, I truly believe that this is what God is saying this morning. You know, the Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 17, that one shall put a thousand to flight. One will cause a thousand to flee. Say, I'm a threat. Say, I'm a threat. Because you're one individual and you're a threat to the kingdom of darkness. And the Bible says that you as an individual, you shall put a thousand to flee. You shall defeat the enemy. Nothing can come against you no matter what it is. He says no weapon formed against me will prosper. He did not say they will not form the weapon. But he says they can form the weapon. They can form the plan. They can form the trap. But guess what? It's not going to have no effect. It's not going to have no power because he's going to shut it down. Look at somebody and tell them, did you feel the shift? <laughs> Look at them again. Tell them, did you feel the shift? Now you ask yourself, did I feel the shift? I know pastor been speaking about the shift, talking about the shift. Well, four months ago, God put that word in my spirit. But you got to feel the shift. You can't just hear it. You got to feel it. As I was coming this morning, 
I looked up the word shift, and this is what we got out of it. The shift is to move from one place to another. A change in position and a change in direction. That's what God's doing. He's making the change in the kingdom. Where you were 10 minutes ago, you're not there anymore. Did you hear what I said? Where, where you and I were 10 minutes ago, we're not there anymore. Because why? Because God is shifting things. Time is moving. Time is moving. It keeps ticking. It keeps, the minute that you were born, the minute that you came into this world, you began to grow. You began to learn. Time began to move. It didn't stop. And so God's making, he's making the shift. He's doing great things. In Daniel chapter 2, verse 21, he says, and he changes the times and the seasons. <laughs> Did you get that? He changes the times and he changes the seasons. And that's what we're feeling today. That's what we're feeling. He says he changes the times and the seasons, and he removes kings and he raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. So he's changing things. He's shifting things. And let me declare this to you this morning. To shift, it will take courage and it will take strength. Because when you shift, you got to change. You can't stay the same. You can't remain the same. You can't even think the same. You can't even look the same. Because things begin to change. God begins to move. He says he changes the time and he changes the season. That tells me one thing, Pastor, that he's always changing. He's always moving. He's always doing something new. God never does the same thing over and over. He does not do it. And what he's doing inside of your life can never be distracted, can never stop. Because why? Because he's doing the work inside of your life and not even hell can stop it. Remember when Jesus came out of the wilderness? When he came out of the wilderness, remember when he was in the wilderness? And he came out of that, the, wherever he was at, he came out. But he went in one way and he came out another way. He went in one way and he came out another way. And when he came out, say when he came out, he was totally different. The minute he came out, hell had to step aside. Come on. 
And what God tells you and I, when you come out of the wilderness, when you come out of the testing, when you come out and you begin to trust me and look to me, he says, hell has to step aside, the devil has to step aside, and God stands right there with you, and he says, listen, I got your back, I got you, I got this, you just step aside and see my hand move in your situation. Come on, put your hands together and thank him. The storm that you may be going through right this very minute is going to make you and not to break you. Because God's shifting things. Tell the person next to you again, did you feel the shift? The moment that you decide to change the shift began. The moment that you decided, somewhere in your life you decided to move with the shift. And the moment that you decided, that shift began to take place in your life. We all know that Jesus is coming back. We know that. But I want to tell you something. Back in the day, Pastor, they said Jesus is coming back, right? He can come back any day. He's coming back in the last. Let me tell you something. We're in the seconds right now. We're in the seconds of him coming. He can come during this service. That's how prophetic it is. That's how powerful it is. He can come right now. Say right now. Because when he comes, he says, man, nobody's going to know when he comes. But we are right now in a place that he can come right this very moment. Because he's shifting things. He's moving things. And he's doing it in a way that sometimes we don't even understand. You know what I'm sensing is that God, Pastor, what he's doing is that he's restoring. He's doing three things. He's restoring, he's connecting, and he's reconnecting. Come on, He's restoring, he's connecting, and he's reconnecting. Let me, let me break down that for you just a, just a little bit. What I mean by restoring, he says in Joel that he'll restore the what? The years with an S. He'll restore the years. The years. The things that have been taken from you. The things that the devil has robbed you. The things that maybe somebody connived you out of. Anybody have anybody take something from you? They had a way with words and they ripped you off. He says, I'm going to restore all that that you think you have lost. Let me tell you something this morning. In the kingdom of God, you never lose anything because the enemy's been defeated. He has no power. He has no authority over your life, over your, your future. And he says, I'm going to restore the years that the enemy has tried to take advantage of you. Then he's connecting. What he's doing is that he's bringing back new relationships. That's what he's doing, new relationships. And then he's reconnecting. Reconnecting old relationships 30, 40, 50 years. 
I'm experiencing that right this very moment. I'm running into people that I knew 50 years ago, 40 years ago, 30 years ago. Hadn't seen them. Full circle. Full circle. We kind of went somewhere and then we came back. And that's what God's doing in this time and in this hour, that he's going to restore the things that the enemy had taken. He's going to connect you to new people. He's going to connect you to new relationships. And then he's going to reconnect. He's going to bring back family and friends, brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles. He's going to begin to reconnect people that you may have gotten saved with and you don't even know where they're at and all of a sudden God brings you together and here you are one more time. I know your pastor when he was 18 years old. You got saved, right? That's how long I've known him. could be a big brother huh? <laughs> or your Theo, one of the two. <laughs> I'll be a Theo better. <laughs> and here I am in his church. Think about that. Because when I knew him, I mean, you know, you were just a member. You were a disciple. You remember that, Edgy? I remember. And here I am today, after all these years, I'm sitting with him and his wife. Come on. Come on. Because that's what God's doing. I don't preach very long, okay? Believe me, I don't. I say, everybody says that. No, I'm serious. I don't. <laughs> Isn't that right, Dolores? I, 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 I say what I have to say, and then it's over. Because you can only say so much. And I've learned that through the years. I got saved in 1975. 1975. I was 22 years old. How you doing, brother? You doing all right? 1975. I was 22 years old. I'm 66 years young today. God's kept me all these years for such a time as this. I know a lot of people that I grew up in the Lord with, a lot of people that I ran with, they're not here no more. They're not here no more. They're in heaven. They're walking the streets of gold. But I'm here. And sometimes I ask myself, why am I here? And God says, because I got a plan for you. I got a plan for you in this last harvest. I believe that we are the last generation. I told the church the other day. I said, I'm not going to see death. Well, yeah, you're going to go to heaven. You're not going to. No, I'm talking physically. I'm not going to see death. I believe that I'm going to be here when the rapture comes. We preach about it. We talk about it. Somebody, it's crazy now. No, 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 no. 
Somebody's got to go, right? Might as well be me. Come on now. Somebody's got to go into rapture. Might as well be me. You know? <laughs> He's thinking, this guy's psycho, man. What the? Ain't that right, Robert? Virgin. When I spoke it, I felt the power of God so powerful. I said, Lord, I want to, we, we talk about it, we preach about it. Your word turns out in the last days, he said, I'm going to come like a thief in the night. Remember that movie, The Big Three? <laughs> the rapture. And I said, Lord, I don't think I'm going to feel right. And that's what I felt. God shifting. God doing things that we probably couldn't even do for ourselves. But listen to this. Listen to what the word of God is saying. He says, I am shifting your homes. I am shifting jobs, assignments, careers, churches, and ministry. He says, I will shift this country and this county from the top up to the top down all over the world. And many will be stunned and unexpected natural shift that only I can do. The world will see and feel this shift. I am shifting my people to a new gear, into a new era, and I am the author and the finisher of your faith. Put your hands together. Thank him tonight. Come on, this morning. Let me illustrate this real quick. I bought a 38. A 38 master. Lolly drove it yesterday. <laughs> the thing is clean, man. I got it from Wisconsin. It's got, th what, three gears in reverse? That's four, right? And this is an illustration. If you ever drove in an 18-wheeler, it's got all those shifts. You have to start in first. In order to get going. You can't go in the third. You can't go in the fourth. You got to start in first. And that's where the shift starts. It starts in first. As she was driving that car, she had to start in first. How many ever driven a 38? Or one of them old cars? You got to start in first. Then you go into second. Then you go into third. And you're on your way. That's the way it is in the kingdom. But, but listen to this. He says, and I believe that what I'm going to say this morning is, is for some of you here that you may feel this way. Some of you feel like you're stuck in first gear. And you're moving slow. Others may feel like you've been stuck there for a while. But it's important for you that you start in first. Then you go to second. Then you go to third. Know this, that without first gear, you can't shift properly to second. 
So everything that God's doing, everything that he's providing and doing in our lives, you've got to start in, in first gear. Are you still with me? Just stay with me just a little bit more. This is what the Lord is saying. He says, I have placed my hand upon you and upon your life. What others said that couldn't be will happen before your very eyes. I have shifted you into a new gear. A different speed. That's what I'm feeling here, Pastor. That's what I'm feeling. It's a new gear. A different pace. And a very unique power unlike what you have ever seen or experienced before. Many ideas you once had will all of a sudden begin to come together. There will be no more strongholds. There will be no more defeats. There will be no more traps. But I'm carrying you to another place. I'm bringing you to another place. I'm bringing you to a new dimension in your life. And you have to move with me. And if you move with me, you will see the manifestation and the power and the promises of everything that I have planned for your very life. But you have to move in what I'm doing because I'm doing something new. I'm doing something fresh. I'm doing something incredible that only I can do for myself. But here's the problem. With the ship, Pastor, a lot of people don't like to change. You know why? Because we get used to being the way we are. We have a routine. Some of you guys have been getting up, go to work using the same route. You go to the same donut shop. You get the same coffee, the same donut. You've been doing that for 30 years. In fact, when you drive up, they already know, here he comes. <laughs> and, you, and, and, and when you have it down, because you have, you're familiar with it. You're familiar with it. You can do it with your eyes closed. Because you're familiar with the territory. You're familiar with the area. You're familiar with it. And all of a sudden, God says, I, was I, want, I want to do something better for you. But no, I like this, Lord. But he says, no, no, I got something better for you. Something that it's going to overtake you and bless you. And, and, and so we don't, we don't like the change because we get familiar but shift will cause you to change. Because when you're shifting that 38, come on now. <laughs> you got it in first, and then you go into second, then you go in third, and you're gone. You're moving on that freeway. You're moving down that road, and people are looking at you. They're going, man, look at that. People start looking at your life, your friends, your family. They've seen how you started when you got saved. 
And all of a sudden, they've seen the progression. They've seen the movement. They've seen the anointing. They've seen the calling. They've seen the blessing. They've seen the breakthrough. They've seen the, he the healing. They've seen the deliverance. Because why? Because you're moving. You're moving. You're moving. And everything that God has planned for your life. And God said, listen, I got more than you can even think of. He says, I'll do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can imagine and even think. God knows how to do it. He's been doing it for a lot of years. The other day, how I many of God will speak to you if you let him? You have to let him. Every morning, Pastor, when I get up, the first thing I do, I don't check my messages. Now, if you do that, that's up to you, you know. I don't do that. I don't light up a cigarette. I know nobody smokes. <laughs> the first thing I do when I open my eyes, I thank the Lord. I got my Bible there. I do my devotion. I pray. That's the first thing that I do. I've been doing it for years. I read Psalm 91. That's a powerful psalm. I've been reading it for years and years. And when I wake up, whatever time it is, it may be 2, 3, 4, 5, whatever time it is, that's when I do it. And once I do it, I'm done. If I want to go back to sleep, I go back to sleep. And I do go back to sleep. <laughs> but I've, I've already taken care of business. Yeah. And sometimes I wake up and I say, man, I got to pray. And the Lord says, you already did. We already talked. Okay. But that's the first thing that I do is that I thank God for what he has done in my life. This morning, I believe that God is about to do greater things for each and every one of us. I believe that with all my heart. You know what, Pastor Gallegos, you're right now in this church is in a move of what he's doing. God is moving. God is doing things. But the other day, the Lord spoke this to me. He says, before, go ahead, brother, go ahead. He says, before he did anything, before he created the stars, before he took darkness out of the way, he says, I knew you. He says, I knew you before I did anything. Listen to this. He, he's telling us. I knew you before creation. I knew you, and 
and I ordained you, and I separated you. Before he did anything, he knew we were going to grow up. He knew where we were going to live. He knew that we were going to go off and maybe go to prison and get hooked on drugs or maybe do some other thing. He knew that, but he said, guess what? Even before all that, I had already put my hand on you. And once God puts his hand on you, I'm talking to somebody right now. You've kind of gone off. You may have went back into the world. But let me tell you something. When you come back, when you come back, you pick up where you left off. You don't lose your place. Hear me tonight, this morning. You don't lose your place. You don't lose your calling. It's always on you. God doesn't take his calling off of your life. You may have messed up. You may have done something wrong. But he doesn't say, because you did, I'm going to take it off of you. It's still there. It's still there. But he says, before the creation, before I'd done anything, I knew you. He knew you were going to be here this morning. He knew that I was going to be here this morning. He knew that I was going to have my hand on your shoulder. I didn't know that. But he knew it. He knew that. And so what am I saying this morning? I'm saying just allow God. Just allow God to do his work in your life. The moment, the minute, the second that you say yes to God, that's when the shift takes place. <laughs> Friday I was Pastor Abel up in Victorville. Pastor Abel and Heidi, I've known them for 35 years. We just reconnected again two years ago. They started a church. This past Friday was eight weeks that they started this church called Curbside. And I'll never forget the day he called me, the day before he was going to start the church. It was Thursday. He called me, Pastor Jerry, we're going to have our first service tomorrow, Friday. And I said, really? He goes, yeah. I just thought I'd call you. Listen to this. He started telling me, all the things that God began to, I mean, so you're talking about money. You're talking about people that were just coming to him, people that were giving him things. I mean, it was just, it was so fascinating, man, what, what he was experiencing. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God quickens me. I'm upstairs in my house, and the Spirit of God touches me and speaks to me and says the reason why all that is happening is because he said yes. I said, Abel, listen to me. The reason why you're experiencing such blessing and what God is doing that you know that you can't do is because you said yes. And the minute I told him, I just broke. I just started crying. I'm not a crier, okay? <laughs> but let me tell you something. When the presence of God hits you, I don't care how local you are. I don't care how bad you are. You're going to break and you're going to go down.
because the presence of God is just going to. And the minute he said yes, Pastor, what am I saying this morning? The minute you say yes, bam, it just happens. The things that you couldn't do, you're going to begin to do. Some of you need a dream again. Because of circumstances and situations, the enemy has taken those dreams. Some of you are going to dream again. Some of you are going to begin to have the joy of the Lord in your life again. He says, I'll restore the joy. I'll restore the anointing. I'll restore my presence around you and in your life. He says, I'm getting ready to do a new thing, and I'm already doing it. Because why? Before the foundations of the world, he called both of you. He put his hand upon you, and nothing can stop what God is about to do and what he's going to do. Come on, let's give God some praise. I love to worship. I really do. That's why when I came in here, I love. Because you know what worship does? This is what worship does. Hey, brother. Let me shake your hand. This is what worship does. Worship takes you out of yourself. It takes you out of yourself, and it puts you in the presence of God. Let me say that again. Worship takes you out of yourself and it puts you in the presence of God. Sometimes we got to get out of ourselves. I know we all have situations, we all have trials, we all, but what worship does, it takes you out of all that mess. And it takes you out of it and it puts you in the presence of Almighty God. Because when you're in the presence, <laughs> when you're in the presence of God, nothing can hang on you. Fear can't hang on you. Sickness can't hang on you. Doubt cannot hang on you. Defeat cannot hang on you. It cannot, because why? Because you're in the presence of Almighty God, and that's the place that the devil doesn't want us to go because he knows if we get there, he's not going to have nothing over us. Because why? Because the presence of God takes all that away from our very lives. Stand with me this morning. God knows where you're at. God knows what you need. God knows how to fix it. He says, cast your cares upon me. Because I care for you.
Some of us in this place, we need to cast our care, our problems, whatever it is, we need to give it to him. But you know one thing about the Lord, that he won't take it from us until we give it to him. There may be somebody here this morning that you've come back like the prodigal. God gave me a message a while back on the prodigals are coming home. And you know what? The prodigals have come home. They've come home, but listen to this. They've come home, and they're in the house of God, but they still feel like a prodigal. You read the story. The father was looking for his son. He'd look every day, and when he saw him, he couldn't wait to touch him, and he ran towards him, and he embraced him. I'm talking to somebody here this morning. You've come back. The Father's forgiven you, but you haven't forgiven yourself. You haven't forgiven yourself because he's brought you home, and when the Father brought him home, when the Father brought him home, the Father put him right where he left off. <laughs> put him right where he left. He didn't say, son, you can't live in my house. You're going to live with the workers and the laborers in the barn. He didn't do that. In fact, he blessed them even more. He says, man, my son's home. He put the robe, the ring. He threw a big celebration and you may be here this morning this morning you haven't said yes to what God is speaking to you to do some of you have been feeling you've been in that first gear and you're feeling why haven't it shifted it's going to shift it's going to shift tell yourself it's going to shift you're going to go to second you're going to go to third and you're going to begin to get momentum. And once you get that momentum, there's no stopping. It doesn't matter what happens because you keep moving, you keep moving. And so this morning, I'm going to open this altar this morning. And let God, let God touch you. Let him love you. Let him put his arms around you. And let him embrace you. Because that's the Father's love. That's his love. So this altar's open. You come. I'll pray with you. You come. Tarabasha, tarabasha.
Just make yourself comforted. A lot of people come and go to the side. Just fill this whole altar. There's not enough room. Come up on this platform if you want. Just come. Come with your family. Come with your husband. Just come. Just come. Thank you. You restore. 